You are tuning in to an archived episode of the Tommy's Outdoors Conservation and Science Podcast. After you finish listening to it, why not take a moment to listen to one of the most recent episodes? I'm sure you'll enjoy it. This is Tommy's Outdoors episode 22 with Brian Fennell from County Wicklow Partnership. Well, that was pretty cool. Um, I actually um, met uh, Brian in in the uh, County Wicklow Partnership office, a quite modern building in Arklow. And uh, well, we had a we had a good crack uh, talking about uh, the great outdoors of County Wicklow, and um, we were talking about what County Wicklow Partnership does, uh, what are the opportunities for uh, recreation uh, in in Wicklow about uh, you know what you can do, and what County Wicklow Partnership does. Um, so uh, I think it's a very interesting episode, uh, especially if you're if you're thinking to go to Wicklow uh, to spend some time outdoors. This is definitely worthy, and there's a definitely plenty of opportunities to uh, recreate in, in uh, outdoors in in uh, County Wicklow. Um, so yeah, like I said, we had a good crack, uh, and uh, yeah, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, please give it out to Brian Fennell, County Wicklow Partnership. Hello, Brian Fennell, Rural Recreation Officer for County Wicklow Partnership. How are you, Brian? I'm very good, Tommy. How's it going? Not too bad. I got to tell you, you have probably the coolest job title I, I recently heard. It's, it's quite unique. Yes, there's 12 of us in the country. Oh, and, really? Uh, we, describing what we do usually takes a bit of time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, we have, a, we have a time and we're going to do it right now. I'm just like, for me, recrea- recreation officer is someone who's on a barbecue party running around in a, a dark glass in the shades and just makes a barbecue and make sure that no one gets around the beer. Yeah, that's, that's not what I do. <laughs> I absolutely awesome. wish I did, but no. <laughs> Uh, very much not what I do there. Okay, listen, so so maybe we're going to start with, you're going to say a few words about yourself and what is County Wicklow Partnership and what is that you do as a rural recreation officer? Yeah, so the easiest place to start is with the County Wicklow Partnership. It's a mm-hmm. local development company that we, we work to uh, engage with the local communities to better them. We run a series of department programs such as TUS, which is an employability program. Mm-hmm. Uh, we run a le- the leader program for County Wicklow. Mm-hmm. We run uh, child and family services. We do mm-hmm. uh, farm. Uh, we help with uh, rural social scheme, which is a help with income for low, low income farmers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we provide, you know, we run a f- series of schemes through that. And then we also run the rural recreation um, program for Wicklow. Right. Uh, and that's where I come in. I'm one mm-hmm. of 12 uh, rural recreation officers around the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and our jobs primarily revolve around the walk scheme, the national walk scheme. Mm-hmm. So you've probably heard of this before where yeah. landowners get paid for uh, maintaining routes that go through their, their lands. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm, I'm part of that process. I administer that sort of payment for Wicklow. Okay, okay. Can you tell a little bit more about this, this, this scheme and, and how, how does it work and where the idea come from? Well, the scheme's been around for over 10 years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a government scheme. The idea being that 
um, to enhance the trails that are already there, the likes of your, your national trails, your, you know, your, the, the, tra- mm-hmm. the, the big ones. So your Wicklow mm-hmm. ways, your Kerry ways, your, your mm-hmm. Sleepland ways, the ones that have been around for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and to engage with the landowners there so that they would be the, the go-to people for maintaining the route, you know, picking up rubbish along the route okay. that goes through their land, uh, clearing drains, trying to clear back vegetation in the summertime, painting mm-hmm. the, the way markers and, you know, fixing those small jobs that, mm-hmm. that seem quite simple. But when it's across the whole network, if the whole network of trails are in bad repair, then yeah. we're not going to get people using them. You mm-hmm. know, so the whole point was to uh, utilize the farmers who are living on those lands to 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 uh, maintain it as, they, okay. as it goes on. And they're getting paid for that? To, to they get paid an annual payment, uh, okay. you know, through through this scheme. Now, it's not a it's not a massive payment, but mm-hmm. they, you know, it's it's very much a, a thank you f- to the landowners for, yeah. a, a, you know, for keeping the trails in good condition. Okay. And then people who are using the, the, those trails, is it like they need to stick to the trail or is it just access to the land in general? No, or is it like a farmland? There's a cattle over there, and there are people just, just. Primarily, we would ask people to stay to the trails because mm-hmm. it's a designated route, um, and and a lot of these trails that I deal with are uh, are true farmlands where farmers might be nervous of people wandering. Yeah, you know? exactly. So we we do our best to try to keep people on the trail, okay? Um, because then the the impact on the land is actually minimized then as well. Mm-hmm. You know, if mm-hmm. people are free to wander where they want then the the what's known as trail creep mm-hmm. is where the trail starts to grow and grow and grow like what's happened in um like crow crow patrick mm-hmm. uh, i don't know if you've ever been up the side of crow patrick no. but you can see the trail yeah. from castle bar which is over 30 kilometers away yeah like to see a trail from 30 kilometers away there's something wrong oh, <laughs> you know okay, it's okay. you know yeah. it's if people are just grow widening and widening the trail every year um so our our, our idea the whole idea behind the wasp game is to try to develop sufficient uh, robust trails that mm-hmm. will stand the test of time but also give access to unique areas and unique uh-huh. landscapes okay. uh, the wicklow way is primarily my role mm-hmm. so i look after the the private landowners on the wicklow way i try i administer the payment for them and i'm point mm-hmm. of contact for them if they have any issues if they you know if if there's a, a massive amount of rubbish that's been dumped on their land or if there's uh, issues with with dog control or issues with mm-hmm. um, people camping in areas they shouldn't mm-hmm. be camping or wandering to you know mm-hmm. my my role is to be that point of contact for the landowner so they they're not just getting angry for no reason that they actually have someone to go to and we can try to resolve that issue okay and then also you're 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 making sure that those trails are kind of like a one one network so the trail on, on the land of one farmer kind of matches the the end of that trail matches the start of the trail the yeah end. so there's consistency mm-hmm. across the whole network that the you know the, if, if you start the wicklow way that you know what mm-hmm. sort of way markings to follow and what sort of how the trail will be it's not suddenly getting worse as you walk into some farmer's land or some sure. even even quilch's land or national parks that yes they, that it's consistent the whole way through mm-hmm. um and the idea is is it is it the idea is that there those trails are kind of like a loop that someone goes in and say oh we're gonna go you know like a green loop and this is you know they're not this is like 15 kilometers or are these trails that you can actually go from point a to point b and, and kind of organize hike like that over well the majority of, of trails traditionally would have been um the, the traditional trails would have been linear so they would have started at a and going to b so the mm-hmm. wicklow way was the first long distance trail in in ireland mm-hmm. um back in the 80s the, the whole idea came about um and it was the first one established in ireland it's now 131 kilometers long starting in dublin and finishing in carlo and goes across the whole wicklow way mountain mm-hmm. range 
Um, mm. And that was a linear trail. Now, in recent years, we more and more people are getting into walking and it's mm-hmm. becoming a, a, a tourism attraction way more than it ever was in the past. Yeah. So uh, Falch Ireland um, in early 2010, 2011, uh, encouraged loop trails more so than linear trails because mm-hmm. they, they discovered the feedback they were getting back was people were traveling to Ireland, they were having a good time, but they needed two modes of transport to do a trail that was already mm-hmm. there. They had to park a car in you know, Dublin and mm-hmm. a car in Carlo and you know and do a transport sort of thing yeah, between them yeah. so they needed two cars where now <laughs> there's a lot more loop trails around Wicklow mm-hmm. and, all, and all over Ireland where people can arrive in one vehicle do a 30 kilometer loop and come back to their car at the end of the day and that's mm-hmm. kind of the shift that has come about in recent years yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's, that's that's true so there are there previously were like for the hardcore hikers yeah. who are willing to go with a backpack and, and kind of... And tell me, those trails, are they also for use by, for example, mountain bikers and all sorts of it? Or is it like these are primarily walking trails? Primarily walking trails is okay. sort of what we work with um, because uh, the, the, the mountain bikers... There are designated mountain bike trails across mm-hmm. Wicklow, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't just speak for Wicklow, but for the rest of the, the county. Mm-hmm. But the the ner- a lot of people are very nervous when they're walking, and a bi- mountain bike is coming down. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you have to think about every user. So the mountain bikers, yeah. even though they'd love to get access to the Wicklow mm-hmm. Way, um, the Wicklow Way is very very popular. You know, it, any given Sunday too or crowded, Saturday, too it's, many it's, people. it's too many people, and it's quite mm-hmm. a narrow trail. Like it's you know, mm-hmm. in part, it's only wide enough for one person. Mm-hmm. And if a bike is coming down through that, it's a very tremendous easy. speed. Yeah, who's going to win out on this mm-hmm. at tremendous speed? So, mm-hmm. you know, my role as well is to try to help mitigate those sort of instances and help develop mountain bike trails, okay. uh, designate mountain bike trails around the county that will, you know, will take them off those sort mm-hmm. of routes. Mm-hmm. Um, now, it is challenging. It's trying to get, trying to find areas where we're not going to have an impact on mm-hmm. on the, you know, the environment or the wildlife that's there, but also that the local people are agreeing with it you know with mm-hmm. any development comes other issues like yeah. parking like you know who road issues who's going to be increasing traffic on the road who's going to be maintaining the route when it's there mm-hmm. so there's all these sort of complications yeah. that you should tr- and there's much around. conflict between the bikers and uh, in general other between different you know ideas between between people who have a different ideas to to how to use the trail is there is yeah, there is yeah. there 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 absolutely is you're 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 dead right everyone has their view on what the outdoor environment should be so even the likes of our walking trails Mm -hmm. i get questioned quite a lot by a lot of people who come to wicklow and they travel here and they ask me why isn't there any way marking up to lugnaquilla which is Mm -hmm. wicklow's highest peak Mm -hmm. Uh, and they know that's a criticism i get sometimes and people Mm -hmm. like why don't you put markers the whole way up so people don't get lost Mm -hmm. but the the flip side of that is if we put a marker up the whole way up to Lugnaquilla and one of them gets damaged in the wind or mm-hmm. goes missing or um, and it's a foggy day, then someone yeah. could potentially get really lost if they're just relying on these markers up to quite <laughs> a, a, very a scary good, point. It's a very good point. You know, so if you if you are asking people to go into an environment, you want to make sure that that environment is relatively safe mm-hmm. um yes hill walking is a, is a dangerous sport as is mountain biking and all the other ones that, that take part in these environments mm. but we it's trying to find that balance between having a designated trail in the most suitable environment that you can get those those high peaks as per se those vistas mm-hmm. but not risking people's lives if they rely heavily on on the way markers and don't actually know how to navigate mm-hmm. at the end of the day 
That's a very that's a very interesting point, you know, because I'm you know when I was doing like a hill walking or 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 kind of in the mountains in 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 other in other parts of the world, uh, especially in Poland, uh, you know, I kind of got used to having markers, and like I said, there are markers, and you know, every every now and then there's an arrow saying you know you know five kilometers to go, whatever, whatever, and. Um, then when I when I start you know hill walking in Ireland it was like, gosh it's like completely wild there's no even no trail there you just you know and and my first attempt was kind of funny because there was a there was a there was a way like a path and I kind of walked in and I was I had on the GPS so I had on the GPS the the point I was like well there has to be a trail somewhere. Mm-hmm. Right. And the trail, I, I was like, I passed one point by the other side. It's like, no, there, there's actually no trail. You got to go there. Right. And <laughs> and my initial was like, oh, damn it. Why is there? And then after a while, I kind of got like, well, that's actually cool because you're then another complaint I had before was like, well, it's not wild enough. It's so civilized and you have all those arrows and markers. Right. Yes, yeah. So that was my complaint. Now, when I had this, this no markers, no trail, no anything, my complaint was like, why, why this? So I was like, okay, I got to check myself. Right. <laughs> it's actually cool. And I just, just proceed on, on that. So, so that's, so you're right. And this is a very interesting point. And I never thought about that. Well, if you look at even like the sort of the, the Chamonix, the Switzerland sort of style, you mm. can you have way markers to mm-hmm. the top of, you know, 4,000 meter peaks. Yes. But yet at all the trailheads there, they insist that you bring a local guide, you know. Mm-hmm. So even though you could technically rock up off a plane, never walked before, you yeah. could follow an arrow to some of the highest peaks in, in, in the Alps. Yeah. But the the local sort of thing is get someone who knows what's going to happen if the weather turns well, if, exactly. if there's been a rock slide recently if you know if you've got to cross a glacier what time of the year is a good time to do it so we have the equivalent here in ireland people mm-hmm. don't think about it but you know the weather in ireland can change like you know in five minutes look outside today absolutely. it's 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 absolutely ridiculous how much has changed since this morning and and i, I think we all heard the stories about the people you know walking in the flip-flops right you know all <laughs> these this, this this crazy stuff and and you're right yeah you know you walk up the weather changed and there is a wind and wind chill and and call and then you don't have a trail and don't have a markers and the fog rolls in mm. and you can be really in trouble well, I would never thought so. You know, yeah, otherwise, yeah, otherwise. absolutely. It is. And Mountaineer in Ireland's approach, we work very closely with Mountaineer in Ireland. They would encourage that all trails are below, and Sport Ireland trails, below 400 metres. They don't really want anything above that. They feel hmm. if there's trails above 400 metres, then it's for the that part of the environment is for people who know how to navigate in low-lying cloud because it usually mm-hmm. is around that sort of mark. About 400 metres, you, yeah. you get more average of whiteouts where you just... You know, mm-hmm. you, you feel like you're just walking in in a cloud, you know, you exactly. can't see more than five feet in front of you. Exactly. And you know, the hope is that you don't just walk off the side of a cliff, you know, which, <laughs> which unfortunately has happened. You know, it's yeah. there has been accidents in Ireland's mountains and there continues to be. But we, you know, it's all about that education piece. Like, yeah. you know, don't go out into an environment that you're not ready for. Yeah. You know? What would be most memorable you know, situation that you remember in your in your work and in, in this. Time. In my work, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you know, pick pick any, just just like a, what what what's something that kind of sticks with you when we talk, when we're talking now about this sort of things. Well, yeah, my work is very varied. Um, I you know uh, I meet all sorts of different people all over Wicklow, um, and sometimes you meet individuals who are very 
they 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 believe that they're doing good at times like you know mm-hmm. uh likewise i met someone who was spray painting rocks oh. you know with arrows because apparently there was a, a walk coming through that weekend mm-hmm. and he wanted to make sure no one got lost but mm-hmm. my argument to him was well why don't you just hire a guide yeah. Uh, you know, and and the, how the did guy you find out about it? I was out walking, and he okay. was there with a spray can in front of me. Okay, <laughs> just happened like, hey, dude, what are yeah, you doing? I just spray paint this rock, and then no mm-hmm. one gets lost. And I was like, well, that's that's lovely. Now that rock is going to be ruined for mm-hmm. for the next. You know, how long will the spray paint last on that yeah. rock? Um, and it's just, and it wasn't even like an official route. It was just a route that they were doing for the weekend. So okay. it wasn't like he was spray painting the Wicklow Way. It was okay. just a route that they drew on a map themselves and said, oh, we'll just get everyone to walk this. Wow. Um, <laughs> so you're kind of like well are you going to clean that up after oh no it'll wash away is what he said and I was like well yeah in like 10 years yeah. you know, now you've yeah. just confused the next person who comes along looking for well exactly because then somebody else goes in and says oh I, there's an arrow here I will go with that arrow and, yeah. and then like oh, that's, that's, that's interesting and so so what are the other ways of, of uh, recreating on the, on, the, on the trails and you know walking and the hill walking is that mainly what you're what you're what you're dealing with so my role is the promotion of all recreation activities in mm-hmm. Wicklow. Um, trails is kind of the default because uh, trails gets more is more bang for the buck is the best way of describing it. You yeah. get, you can, it's easier to get more people out hill walking and walking than it is to get people out kayaking or rock climbing because they're a bit more specialised sports, you know, yeah. so you can get so for an investment of say, you're going to invest in a trail for for mm-hmm. hill walkers and is there is there a fee for using a trail no no, no. So just, just the national basically trails. can roll in get out of the car and just walk walk yeah yeah follow the advice that's on the trailhead which is a map board at all the car parks you know uh-huh. sometimes they so for the likes of the Wicklow Way if you're going from from Marley Park to Clonigal which is 130 kilometers there's a there's nowhere to get water along that way if you oh. stick to the trail there's mm-hmm. nowhere to get food so mm-hmm. there's advice on all the map boards that to bring enough food for this walk or mm-hmm. if you're going like where the nearest shops and stuff are but you you need to prepare for that because sometimes people just rock up and they go oh, i'll just follow this marker and then two days into it they're starving there's no water <laughs> kind of, like why is there no water compared to the camino where everyone you know if you've ever walked the camino in spain every mm-hmm. second um house is selling something to people who walk past be it mm-hmm. you know coca-cola or or yeah. bottles of water or toothpaste or whatever it is. Someone's yeah. always selling something in the Camino. Yeah. Wicklow Way hasn't got that. It's a bit more wild, uh, yes. which is great. And we get a lot of walkers who from Europe who come here because of that. They love the wild experience. And it was mm-hmm. designed like that. It wasn't designed to go through villages. It was designed to be up in the uplands and yeah. to be away from villages. Now, yeah. it's clo- it does get within two, three kilometers of villages as it goes along. Mm-hmm. But unless you're keeping notice or you have a map, you... So you in other words, you need it. to you need to plan. You you need yeah. to plan. You need to know. You need to want to know. So how to tell the trail where you can just you know go on a Sunday walk with the family and be all right versus the you know the one that you need to prep because I presume that they both have a different uh, sort of say audience or different Absolutely. people who who absolutely use well there's a really good website called sport ireland trails mm-hmm. and sport ireland trails is uh, is sport ireland's um accredited trails at the mm-hmm. moment they have about 930 trails uh, accredited you can go on you can download the map for each trail it'll mm-hmm. tell you the grade how long it'll be oh okay what to expect is that the, like see? a gps map it's like a gps that you can put on your device no it's not a gps map but it's a, it's a actually it might be a gps map 
Uh, I need to check that myself, yeah. actually. But I, I don't know, I don't remember the name, but there is a website where people basically uploading their track. Mount, tra Mountain Views, I think. Mount, that's, yes, yes, that one. That one's quite good as well. That one. Yeah. So, that, but that's done by um, a group of you know individuals who, yes, who set a, up a website. Mm -hmm, it's a, you know, it's mm -hmm. not a professional entity, mm -hmm. but it is great. But they they tend to be more wild walks as well. They tend to be mm -hmm. not official trails. They're just mm -hmm. people who who know how to navigate yeah. in, in that's the, the one i downloaded that's the one i i told the, told you earlier i downloaded the track it's like where you know i think there's a trail seer here somewhere yeah it's like going straight up to the mountain it's like no so you're just following <laughs> yeah, yeah that was, you're that following was, that someone was. else's advice basically yes. as opposed to a, a national trail right you know? right so it's sports uh, sport iron trails yeah yeah no okay. it's great if you if you want to find a, a route that you know you can do in your 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 runners and mm -hmm. and you can do it with your family or kids it will describe all of that it will describe mm -hmm. if it's suitable for you know children or bikes or all that mm -hmm. sort of stuff so it's great great from that point of view yeah you know, it's a really good resource yeah um and it's and, and it has its own map online that you can look at you can, you mm -hmm. can zoom into an area and see what what the routes are uh okay. where the car parks are things like that okay yeah. and is there there's also a marker you know you need to be more careful on that trail is there like a grades of trail like there a, is you yeah know, green just, blue red no whatever? not like that more so we we refer to it as an easy moderate or or uh, strenuous okay uh well there's actually fourth grade the, the fourth grade is called very difficult but you won't find any trails really mm -hmm. marked as very difficult because really they're for people just going up into the uplands and, and wondering like you did, mm -hmm. trying to find, <laughs> you know, where's this trail? Um, so easy, moderate or, or strenuous. And the Wicklow Way is marked as a strenuous trail, mm -hmm. you know. So that's, you know, it's it's a, it's a serious undertaking. It's not oh. like... Is it because know, of a length or is it... The no, no. Mm -hmm. the le you can have an easy, you know, 100 kilometer trail. It can mm -hmm. be all flat the whole way. Yes. And it's very easy to do yeah. in terms of you know okay so the so the flat 100 kilometer trail is still marked as easy yeah despite but it, it's 100 kilometers despite that you're, you're relying on the people you know saying like well it's 100 kilometers i'm not going to walk it in one day yeah exactly okay, but okay. it's still easy as in you know they're not going to be not going to come across anything to climb over they're not mm -hmm. going to be you know the ground to be quite level yes uh things like that where if it's a strenuous trail there might be styles to climb over there might be um you know, it might be a, a river crossings. There might be mm -hmm. that you and I have to do. There might be uh, loose mm -hmm. rocks. Okay. You know, it might be a little bit of navigation, maybe. Mm -hmm. So that like was that. my question. What is the, what is the level of, of difficulty difficulty on, on those trails? So you're saying you need to you need to be prepared. You mean you might need to be able to climb. You might need to need to climb over the rocks or go through the river or, or stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. For the strenuous more stuff is is mm -hmm. you know you want to be wearing good boots. Mm -hmm. sort of thing um a good colleague of mine once said that you can grade the trails on what people show up to to walk it in uh -huh. if they're walking in flip-flops and it's usually an easy trail mm -hmm. if it's you know if they're walking in you know hard runners or you know light walking boots it's usually a moderate and then if they're got gaiters on and rain jackets and they're uh -huh. ready to go and take <laughs> on and you're like okay that's a strenuous trail 100 okay. percent. you know so you just sort of grade it on your audience mm -hmm. really um because then and then it's fair to people who show up people especially who travel quite a distance you know, we got a lot of people from Europe who travel over here and they're mm -hmm. looking for a challenging trail. And if we say it's strenuous and it actually turns out that you can put a, you know, a bicycle on it and it's nice and smooth and they're disappointed, they're, they're very disappointed. So you're you're breaking their hearts as well. So mm -hmm. it's, it's being fair to your your mm -hmm. audience. You know, mm -hmm. so it, we try to be as critical and, and design trails suitable for the people that we want to be on it yeah you know what i mean got it got it so there's there's some stuff outside of the trails that we're gonna get into the into a second but i just want to i just want to uh finish off with the with the trails so um 
you touch on on people camping on the on the grounds where they may perhaps shouldn't be camping and so on. Tell me what is the uh, situation in Ireland and around around Wicklow Trail with camping uh, and with fires. Is it is it can people camp where they want or there are special designated places where you can camp and then when you're camping can you set up a fire and do some food or is it is it prohibited? How does that work? Well, in order to camp anywhere on the Wicklow Way, you need to have the landowner's permission. Okay. So there are so, a few designated areas within Quilcha lands, mm-hmm. but they are they're signposted and they're designated. Uh, in okay, terms they, of fire, they, they, they they're very much. Um, f- we we advise people not to light fires. Mm-hmm. You know, tr- try to bring layers as opposed to fires because mm-hmm. we've especially the summer we've just had. We've had a number of incidents where people have lit fires innocently, didn't know. You know, they they they've come up from environments that they they've probably never lit up a fire before, but they've lit a fire in our woodlands. There's in, always dangerous if you have never done yeah, anything something before that the potential is dangerous. The potential is danger, and we've had a few instances where quite a lot of woodland has been burnt or or heather and, and gorse because uh, people have lit mm-hmm. fires on literally top of tinder. They didn't realize they didn't separate. Yeah. The fire from the ground, they didn't insulate the ground. So they, never knew so how to do it. they didn't know how to do it. So the vegetation just caught fire underneath them and, and spread mm-hmm. like bray head. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I'm sure you've seen the, the photos mm-hmm. recently. Mm-hmm. That's that, that was all by accident. You know, that was oh, all, really? you know, it was a real shame that that fire caught and took mm-hmm. the whole of bray head. Um, now, in, in the flip side of that, was we found the, uh, you know, the old air sign that's been missing for, for years yes. and no one knew it was there. <laughs> yes, know, so yes, 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 I saw that. There's a flip side of that, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, it's very disappointing that that was, that was an innocent bystander and people's lives are really at risk because there's a lot of houses around there, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that was just someone out camping or having a nice time and they, they mm-hmm. lit a fire because, you know, because we all you know, like that idea of sitting mm-hmm. out in front mm-hmm. of a fire, mm-hmm. maybe with a guitar, mm-hmm. by, your, by your tent and, mm-hmm. you know, really, really like that's the, the image that we all want to achieve. Yeah. But if you don't know how to separate the fire from the ground safely mm-hmm. and you don't know how to do these things, then you're posing a risk to everything. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a real shame. So, so this is really like, like with with everything. You know, if you know what you're doing, but in a, as as far as a law goes, is it is it is it per permissible to 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 have a campfire, or There's, is it just is, no? It's 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 you need to have permission from the landowner. So from nas- the landowner, yeah. So, okay. So okay. the national parks or Quilcha will pretty much demand permission, and they usually won't allow it because exactly they're just afraid that people don't know what. So they're in doing. other words. It's it's not allowable it, because most people don't have a permission. Unless, yeah, yeah, unless exactly. they know the landowner. So you said about wilderness. So tell me, how wild is that wilderness uh, with relation to uh, Wicklow Trail? Is it is it because you know when you think when you when you see at least this is the the picture I have in my head when you're talking about camping and the fire. You know, you probably day walk from many signs of civilization. That's not really the case, right? So, how how wild is wilderness around Wicklow? Well, you're, yeah. So you're you're in Ireland's largest uh, mountainous region. So we have five hundred kilometers of square kilometers of upland region. So that's above three hundred meters. So it's mm-hmm. it's a massive region, the, the the mountain region of Wicklow. Yeah. Um. There are points where you're never really in 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 Ireland. There's never really a day's walk from civilization. You know, you're mm-hmm. never really. Yeah. But still some parts of the Wicklow way you might be two peaks away from 
a road. You yeah. know what I mean? So you might have to... Which is a lot. You know, you might kind of go, oh, I, I know I'm close to road, but I've got to get over these two hills. So mm-hmm. if you've hurt your ankle or something, it's, you know, it could be a long way mm-hmm. back to a road. You know, yeah. so it's... So wilderness is, in, you know, the, the eye of the beholder sort mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, you can, like for me, I, I spend a lot of my weekends and stuff and my time off, you know, going to different parts of Wicklow and, mm-hmm. and exploring. And you can go places where you just don't meet anyone and it's just lovely and it's just really oh, nice. nice to, <laughs> even though, you know, we've one million people living on our doorstep in Dublin mm-hmm. who all use Wicklow as a playground at the weekend mm-hmm. and come down here and that's great and they, and they contribute to our economy massively. Mm-hmm. But you'd think that we would see more of them uh, when you're out walking some of these wild mm. places but you don't because they all go to the popular places they go to yeah. the Glendalox the easy they, trails yeah the easy <laughs> trails the Glendalocks, the place where they can pull up and get out and walk 100 metres and then walk back mm. to the car okay. um, but if you if you go exploring a little bit in Wicklow mm. you will find these pockets yeah. of strenuous very, trails strenuous areas but not even like you know I, I, I have a, a five month old child mm-hmm. and it, through the heat wave in, in Wicklow we, we a few times we went to these wooded areas in the national parks where we met no one because it was just it wasn't the, the beaten track it wasn't mm-hmm. where everyone goes it was just really nice it was you know I was able to find a river spot area for me and my, my family uh, mm-hmm. To chill out with our hammocks over over the summer in the in the sunshine by the Great. river, go for swims, and no one bought, no one came around by us. It was lovely, and that's yeah. what I like about Wicklow. You have these secret little pots. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'll share them if anyone wants to know mm-hmm. where they are. Mm-hmm. It's no problem, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's 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 a really diverse county. You know, you have everything mm-hmm. from seashore cliffs. Mm-hmm. to long sandy beaches to upland lakes and quarries that no one you know that no one knows how deep they are yeah. um to these very majestic rock outcrops along mm-hmm. you know around sort of central wicklow area you know yeah so it's and gorgeous. is all that all that land uh is it all privately owned or is it or is it quilcher uh managed like you know these places like you're describing you know there is a river and there is you know it looks like it's complete wilderness you don't have people is that also private land? Like, how how does that? No, quite, work? all those areas I'm describing are national parks. We have a very oh, very a big national, national park. park here. Okay, so this is all national parks. So yeah. this is owned by the state. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. okay. And then people are free to recreate there and, and yeah. just. Okay, so this is provided is, they do so in a in yeah. a environmentally sensitive yeah. manner. Not so is that like a des- designated area for for recreation for people? Is that how it how it's defined? Yeah, absolutely. National parks are you know for the people. Um, they're 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 sensitive areas. Yes, mm-hmm. there's a lot of wildlife there that are there that we try to mitigate from mm-hmm. people impacting on, but. Mm-hmm. You know, quite a lot of people roam these national parks. They, you know, you can walk up around uh, Juice Mountain or um, up around near the Lugla Estate. There's some fabulous areas, you yeah. know, that you can really feel disconnected from the world. And, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, if someone turned off your phone, you wouldn't have any way of contacting anyone else. That sounds very good. I tell you this much. <laughs> that sounds very good. Listen, we're going to come back in a second into the wilds of of Wicklow and into uh, subjects related to wildlife. But you mentioned that outside of the of the trails, there are also other options for, for recreation for people. What are they? Well, that's really what you're into. Wicklow is the, it's known as the Garden County of, of yeah, Ireland. Yeah, yeah. You know? It was it was only a couple of months ago when I learned that this is the name. It's, it's our Garden County, and yeah. that's and and when I was growing up, 
my garden was a place where I went and done everything. I played, I ran around with my uh, my, my bike before I could ride it. You know, I ran beside it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'd done all sorts of different things in my garden. And, I, you know, I, I, I pretended I was on a boat and done all these sort of things. And I think Wicklow is Dublin's garden in, mm-hmm. in that sort of sense. We have a million people that every weekend do all mm-hmm. sorts of different things. We have mm-hmm. everything from paragliders who run off the side of Black Hill in, in mm-hmm. Blessington and they're hilarious to watch because you're like they're going to die and they don't die and you're like yes <laughs> and they go over Pulafuca Reservoir and it looks amazing it looks so calm and relaxed mm-hmm. and then you have these guys who are doing these you know long distance ma- uh, road biking you know mm-hmm. they, they put away 100 kilometers yeah. on a day and they go yeah that was nothing you know and you're yeah. just like oh, look at them nothing. going yeah okay yeah you just went over you know the sally gap and then wicklow gap and you look like you know you just got out of bed you're so relaxed about it yeah um and there's some serious road biking areas and there's Mm -hmm. and even if you're not into road biking we've got some pretty good mountain bike uh that's owned by quilcha and they let Mm -hmm. people use it or you, you know we've a company called fat bikes yeah, um, and they they rent out. I don't know if you've ever seen a fat bike. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. These yeah, massive abs- chunky wheels absolutely. that look like a this child has designed. This them, is not even brilliant. new thing. This no. is like a kind of you established already. Yeah, they're pretty established. But they're, like, but they're, but they, I find them really funny because I see them go past and I be chatting to the owner mm. or whatever. And and I'm watching tourists watch them go past. They're always like, "What the hell is that thing? It's just." <laughs> It's just like huge wheels for no yeah. reason. But they do a lot of uh, tours around Wicklow, like, you know, fat mm-hmm. biking tours. You can go along seashore lines or through woodlands and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's that's one other thing that people could do. We do a lot. We have a lot of rivers that people utilize and lakes that people utilize for canoeing and kayaking. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably the busiest kayaking, whitewater kayaking area in Ireland. Wow. Um, now, people in Kerry will probably will... Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll fight that <laughs> or Limerick they'll probably fight back but I, I'll stand by that um, but no we, we do we've got some uh, great whitewater kayaking that a mm-hmm. lot of people will get their first whitewater experience in Wicklow mm-hmm. you know um, be it kayaking or rafting or whatever it and is. if people want to want to try any of these are they can they find that through again Sports Iron Trail no this is just a trace or through County Wicklow Partnership how to go about it if someone wants to explore yeah all so these. we got we have a really good um, group called Wicklow Tourism they mm-hmm. develop every year a map of activities actually you got one there you can, okay. you can take it home with you oh perfect <laughs> perfect um, but they have a, a, a brand for Wicklow's Wicklow mm-hmm. Outdoors it's a relatively new brand mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. we have a website built on top of that if you google Wicklow Outdoors mm-hmm. it comes up as mm-hmm. a, a website through uh, Wicklow Tourism and the idea is, is it's one one place where you can go and you can decide on what sort of activities that you want to do, be it a hardcore extreme activity mm-hmm. or if it's a low impact, you know, gentle walk or cycle yeah. or even just electric bike rentals or something, yeah. you know. And um, there there is a variety and that, and that one website will show you sort of what's what's to do in the area. Okay. And what is the involvement of Wic- uh, County Wicklow Partnership into, into, in, in those? Or is, is that something that you're working with, those, those people who are providing those activities, or is it kind of outside we, of your... We do our best to resource um, all these sort of programs whatever way we can. So if we know of a funding stream that's coming online that might suit you know, uh, okay. Wicklow Tourism to do a promotional piece or um, does get maps designed or mm-hmm. get new flags or whatever we'll we'll try to we'll we'll pinpoint that towards them and push it towards them kind of go this is you know this could work for you make sure you get your okay. application in that's what the county wicklow partnership is about it's about okay helping communities and groups that that benefit wicklow to you know to highlight that you know there might be a funding stream there for that we'll help you with that we'll put it we'll we'll, we'll okay. sit down with you and fill out the application forms and okay and so in other it. words if i'm a if i'm a if i'm in the area and i'm a landowner or I'm a certified skydiving instructor. Yeah. What would I do? <laughs> would I would I just contact? Give con- us a call. 
Okay, and, and then and then and if you, you can a, work with even if you have a particular idea, say you uh, and this is the same not just for Wicklow partnership, but there's mm-hmm. there's leader or there's a, they're known as leader companies is what a lot of people would know them as over mm-hmm. the years, uh, but they're all over Ireland. They're they're, they're in every county. Uh, mm-hmm. Some counties have more than one because of the size of the counties. Yes, um, we have there's two here in Wicklow. We've Bray Area Partnership, which looks mm-hmm. after the Bray Area, and in Wicklow Partnership, we look at everywhere else, mm-hmm. and we we help resource uh, community groups or, or individuals who want to do a project that benefits their area mm-hmm. um, it could be opening up a coffee shop that's you know like a drop-in coffee shop you know we've okay. had a, people come with us with stuff like that where the community might run it and the whole idea of it is it's like a social coffee shop so someone mm-hmm. volunteers uh, mm-hmm. to look to have the shop open on like a Monday or a Tuesday mm-hmm. they don't get paid to be there but then the community has somewhere to go and socialize and you know okay. and chill okay. out and these are for like small little rural environments sort of thing as opposed yeah. to a big town or yeah. uh, you know it's yeah. and we like that. If anyone has an idea that that's unique or different, and they and they don't mm-hmm. know where to who to approach about getting funding, yes, the local development companies is usually a really good place to go because even if you don't fit into our bracket, mm-hmm. we'll know you have a, a different and you avenue know to go. You know, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. it's quite good. Got it. Got it. That's that's great. Listen, so we covered a lot of activities that, that can happen. Now let's go back to the wilds of of Wicklow, and you mentioned. <laughs> Um, you mentioned uh, wildlife and protection of the wildlife. Can you can you talk a little bit about what wildlife and you know what what animals or what sort of habitat is in Wicklow and how it is being protected and you know. Uh, well, I, I, we, you know, I work very closely with the national parks, mm-hmm. um, who are the the leading body for the wildlife protection in Wicklow. Mm-hmm. Um, I will never claim to be an expert, mm-hmm. you know, but I very much respect what they do there. We we're very known for our deer. We've lost a lot of deer in Wicklow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was, I suppose, I was, I was, I was wondering, uh, are there any active initiative for protecting wildlife and and protecting areas or habitat? Or is it, or is it management uh, more of a, you know, kind of uh, to prevent the conflict with farmers and and so on? Well, we most uh, a majority of the Wicklow Uplands area is um, under national parks sort of mm-hmm. area, so it's protected under those guidelines. Mm-hmm. They have rangers in the area that go around and make mm-hmm. sure that the the animals are protected, that their mm-hmm. that their their nesting is okay. If they're if okay, wild birds, the bird birds, and, you know, mm-hmm. if they're uh, if there's no illegal poaching going on or hunting or anything mm-hmm. like that, because there is hunting that goes on in Wicklow, but mm-hmm. it's usually under license and usually under very controlled circumstances. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know that the Wicklow Uplands Council is currently engaging with uh, a new three-year study mm-hmm. on how to manage mm-hmm. Wicklow deer and how to ensure that any any hunting that goes on, that mm-hmm. the hunters are selecting, you know, the, the weak ones yes. or the injured yeah, so there's ones a selection the, you know, going it's a selection on. process not just going out and trying to get the biggest oh. one yeah, you know because yeah, yeah, yeah. it, it's not sustainable that way mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. we don't want to remove all the wildlife we don't want to remove all the deer mm-hmm. but if the deer is equally uh, as frustrating to landowners especially private landowners who are around the national park who yeah. you know their their livelihood might be eaten away yeah. by the deer yeah. Grazing competition with cattle and, yeah. and sheep, and 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 then also forestries are are can be damaged by a deer. When, when Absolutely. When Absolutely. So this 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 part of this this type of um, activity, I suppose, that's not something that Wicklow 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 uh, County Wicklow Partnership is is dealing with, but you're you're kind of. Uh, cooperating with the with the bodies that are taking care of the Absolutely. wildlife, because you mentioned earlier in the beginning of the podcast that uh, one of the things that you're doing, you're making sure that there is no conflict between the wildlife, or the wildlife is not, you know, negatively affected by people 
using trails. Absolutely. The, the, we design trails and, and all our infrastructure to make sure that uh, it you know it's not bulldozing through an area that's very sensitive. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. um, at the moment where, for an example, the Blessing Greenway, I'm, I'm involved with with that. So mm-hmm. the, the the proposed loop is a, a Blessing Greenway loop around Pulafuca Reservoir. Mm-hmm. It'll be 46 kilometers of greenway. Wow. Um, but there was an eco- ecological study done on that to make sure mm-hmm. that this trail won't have an impact on the birds that nest there during the winter because we get a lot of, of uh, Icelandic birds that come down and nest on Pula Fuka. Mm-hmm. But it turns out that, you know, that there's going to be no impact there. But we're very much, we're very sensitive to that that, yeah. that, that process, you know, to make sure that, that no, no um, potential ecological impact will happen. Okay, okay. And have you, in, in, your, in, your, in your work, have you, have many, uh, you know, incidents let's say of where you know wildlife was you know abused in any way or where you have to intervene and and you know do something thankfully not to date okay, okay. <laughs> so, so it's it's, 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 it's been pretty, pretty positive now we you know um everyone is sensitive to wildlife you know you you've got people who are very passionate about making sure that every wildlife has a right to live and mm-hmm. no one gets you know culling is a bad thing and all this sort of stuff but if we if we let everything r- run, there's no natural predators, unfortunately, in in Wicklow. Mm-hmm. So, if, you know, the deer is always going to be that big problem. There's nothing to hunt them, yeah. so they're going to yeah. if they can if they're allowed to run riot, they will run yeah. riot. Yeah. Um, so so this is so this is interesting. You you know uh, because you you mentioned hunting, and Wicklow is known for like a hunting destination. Mm. So there are there are some uh, I suppose outfits or or guiding operations going on in Wicklow. I believe so. I believe some of the hotels um, mm-hmm. would have their own connections, local connections or whatever to okay. establish that, to buy the rights. Uh, but I do know that the money that, that's raised from that, a, a, contro- a, a big part of that money goes towards uh, conserving the deer. Like, you know, to yeah. actually goes back into investing in, you know, making sure mm-hmm. that they're still there that they're not just all okay killed, okay you know? and do you do you know any any more details uh, about how does it work and what what exactly what i wouldn't know personally unfortunately mm-hmm. okay Sorry. okay okay but that's that's essentially the idea like everywhere that the money that is getting from the from the hunters and stalkers that goes back to the to the management yeah and it's and and, and i know national parks is involved heavily in, in managing a lot of mm-hmm. that um thankfully we now have uh, a person employed through the Wicklow Uplands Council, which is a separate entity again, mm-hmm. to to study the the long term impact of managing the deer and how to manage the numbers and okay. how to do selection and all that sort of stuff. So, okay. in in three years from now, I don't know they only started this a month ago. They only started employed this person, but for three years from now, we'll have a you know a process of of dealing with the deer in mm-hmm. a sustainable way. Okay, that's not going to be. Yeah. You know that the selection is going to be the most humane way yeah. of selecting the and deer. And is there many problems with with a deer in 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 Wicklow? You yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Can you can you elaborate? I mean, well, the deer. Well, f- apart from we have a lot of traffic accidents caused by the deer because how typical? How typical? Those, so those so those the so deer, the insurance company doesn't. Oh, they're going through the roof. Um, <laughs> but no, it'd be very rare. And I've had a few instances myself where I'd be driving along the Wicklow Gap, and you mm-hmm. know the deer jump out in front of me, and I very astutely mm-hmm. yeah uh, avoid them yeah <laughs> without yeah. causing accident yeah. to anyone else um but then you know, the, you know daily we'll see a dead deer somewhere mm-hmm. okay. on the wicklow gap or sally gap from hitting cars you know yeah you know. and is there is a is a is a pro is those those so-called problem animals is it mainly due to the car accidents 
or is it also kind of also the farming, farming yeah massively um farmers have to compete against the deer a lot they you know the deer mm-hmm. are very good at, at jumping fences mm-hmm. um yep you know they're very good at entering areas that they shouldn't be in and and, and competing yeah. for food especially this year since all the uh, all the food had dried up so much they had to come further down into the lowlands to get yeah. more bit more grazing okay uh, because normally they're kind of keeping in the mountains yeah in the summer times they stay in the mountains in the winter yeah. they might come down when the, when the snow cover is on but this yeah. year they've been down quite a lot because it because the farmers have been irrigating their lands to make sure that their crops grow mm-hmm. but then mm-hmm. the deer yeah. are coming down yeah. to yeah so so the idea is to to um have put some manners around the deer <laughs> management i suppose Put a system because, in because place. Put a system yeah. because so far, you know, as far as I'm aware, and you know, you can you can correct me here, that the rules that are applied in Wicklow are pretty much the same as in the entire in the entire Ireland. So, in other words, you have a landowner permission to access the land, and then you have a deer license, and then off you go, and you know, you can you can shoot whatever you want. So this is this is so. Is that how it worked to date in in Wicklow, or the the rules are a little bit different? That how it works on the private sort of land sort of yes. thing. But yes, the, yes, yes. But yes. The, the national parks, I believe, have their own sort of internal system that they try to okay. get everyone oh, to abide to. Okay, and the national parks there, this is not a land owned by Quilcha, right? No, no. Okay. So Quilcha and national parks are very different entities. Very different. Although a lot of people would believe that they're the same, mm-hmm. <laughs> they are very different. And Quilcha have, uh, they're a national forestry commission you know their their job mm-hmm. is to make money off uh, of timber off, off timber mm-hmm. um and in in, la- in recent years they have allowed recreation within their woods up to yes. you know up to 20 years ago they probably wouldn't have yeah um but they've been you know they've been very amenable quilcha um you know i i'm i understand that they're they're a business to make money off timber mm-hmm. and people have unfortunately because of the recreation side that they've allowed people into their woodlands and let people mm-hmm. roam people have started to associate quilcha national parks as one entity yes. and they believe that if they you know they've a right to roam everywhere on quilcha's lands but it's, mm-hmm. it's not the case they've been very uh amenable mm-hmm. is the best word to describe mm-hmm. quilcha and i hope that relationship stays you know i hope yeah. that they continue to allow people to enjoy their recreational mm-hmm. areas um and not abuse them but if people mm-hmm. continue to go in and light fires in areas mm-hmm. that they just be lighting fires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. could could tomorrow say actually no, we're going to close up shop and all our mm-hmm. woodlands across the whole area is, yes. is out of action. You know, you can't yeah. you can't roam anymore. Yeah. yeah, yeah, got it. So so okay, that's good. That's good to hear that there's a, some some plan for for deer management and so on. So quite often, you know, uh, subject that I'm discussing quite often in, on a podcast is kind of uh, difficult sometimes or interesting complex relation between uh you know sportsmen hunters and anglers and you know people who are um they want to protect the environment and and conserve and so on and you know to be honest in fairness in most cases um you know both sides are kind of you know talking in the very positive words about the other the, about the other side and my point is always like well that actually should be one uh Tell me, do you have any opinion on on, on that? I, I call this the Captain Planet approach. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't tell, know if you've ever heard of tell, this before. Tell us about do you know, it. Do you know Captain Planet? Uh, yes. 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 The, the cartoon. Yeah. Yes, he's the hero. And in Captain Planet, um, they 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 showcase the heroes as being these very good-looking young people. Uh, these you know environmentally 
friendly people in the cartoon and they showcase the bad guys the guys mm. who are trying to make money off the land mm. as these evil yeah. really horrible looking people mm-hmm. um, and it, and my fear is that it created a generation of people going oh if, you've, if you're trying to make money off the land and you're evil and you're all mm. this sort of stuff yeah. um, but the best cooperation is when both sides actually meet and discuss and they're not enemies but they're actually trying to meet somewhere where mm-hmm. the companies are still trying to make money off the land that's fair enough they're companies you know they're, they're they're going to cut down trees and they're going to you know make wind farms and they're going to do whatever they need to yeah. do but to have them on board with the environmentalists as opposed to fighting them um is the only way forward you know not to have them you know as, as arch enemies and make a tv series off it mm-hmm. or <laughs> that sort of thing i i absolutely I'm, I'm 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 glad you said it because this is exactly uh, this is exactly my point that um, this is down to protecting the really renewable resource yeah. and and everybody and, and the whole idea is to to use that resource in a way uh, and you know whether you like to meditate on the top of a mountain or you want to go and you know harvest a deer that's all fine let's not fight about how we're going to use the resource but let's make sure we protect that and that that's it's still there. It's you still, you still there. have a hundred top, years. You exactly. Know, you still have a top of a mountain accessible for your meditation. Exactly. And you still have a deer on the landscape that you can hunt. You know, like if you look at the, the wind farm topic that's mm-hmm. around Ireland at the moment. You All know, right. You know, that's... Please, please. <laughs> I know I open a can of worms please here. Please lay that out for, for you know, listeners. The, the wind farm topic where people want renewable energies and they want a greener environment, a fresher air for, mm-hmm. for their children. But yet... They put up objections to a wind farm being in their backyard or, mm-hmm. you know, on the view on the mountain that they've seen mm-hmm. over the years. Um, you know, don't get me wrong. I don't want to see all mm-hmm. of Ireland covered in wind farms. I don't want that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we there has to be, uh, you know, some middle ground somewhere where we yeah. can create these environments where it's um, like I, I, I personally, I like walking up to a wind turbine mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. a hill, mm-hmm. you know, and touching it and, and mm-hmm. feeling part of. You know, yeah. kind of go. I can walk up to this wind turbine and no one's saying run away. If I did that with a nuclear power plant, I'm sure someone would be, yeah, yeah, yeah. Run, be running me away. <laughs> that doesn't mean that I want to sell out every hill in mm-hmm. Wicklow yeah. or anything like that. I just, you know, there has to be a discussion instead of just mm-hmm. a blanket no everywhere. Let's yeah. let's try to yeah. So so we all want renewable energy and not no coal. But then if you build the renewable energy, like no, not in my backyard, yeah. right? <laughs> so what are the most most often? Uh, raised concerns when it when it comes to the wind farms um well people are sensitive to their to their their family view you know they, they, they they've grown up in their family house for years and they've looked up at this mountain and it's been there and it's been untouched and spoiled and wild and then okay so this know, is this is kind of like a visual aspect yeah i think a lot of people are very oh concerned about that um other people are concerned about the potential noise that might be there from a mm-hmm. wind farm or you know, fearful that they might lose their Wi-Fi, as another person I've said. Oh, really? You know, they've said that the okay. signal is going to disturb it. I'm not sure. And I don't know the science behind it. Yeah. You know, but it, the the blanket no all the time is going it, to, it's going to be difficult to shift people, you know. And yeah. And, and don't get me wrong, if there's a certain hill that someone wants, if, if a, a wind farm wants to put, put a, mm-hmm. a, a wind farm on the side of one of the hills that's on the Wicklow Way, I'll be very much... Mm-hmm. So trying to talk to the farmers and understand their point of view and coming from their yeah. point of view um you know but you know it's it's about developing things sustainably and not having mm-hmm. you know 100 wind farms up the side of a mountain yeah or something, you yeah know? no that's that's you know i kind of i can understand the kind of aesthetic visual aspect of it 
Yeah. I, I, I obviously I can understand that. Um, but then, like you said, uh, the, the alternative is probably worse, right? Because the alter, alternative is coal or, or, or anything like that. So, so that's yeah, a, coal. We're very good at burning coal in this country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're very good at, you know, yeah, very good at burning coal and, and turf. Um, <laughs> and turf, unfortunately, comes from, yeah. you know, some of the most wildest parts of Ireland. Like, you know, the, the, the Midlands bog areas yes. they are beautiful. Yes. You know, they really are when they're let run wild. And, and, and you have these, these gorgeous, especially around this time, like the, the, the later part of the summer, mm-hmm. you get these beautiful purples and yellow flowers, mm-hmm. you know, and, and very unique scenes that aren't anywhere else really in Europe anymore. Yeah. They've been, they've been yeah. cut up and destroyed across Europe. You know, protecting the boglands is important. Yes. You know? And so do you, do you think that in, in Ireland, because, you know, one of the, what I find, find like one of the benefits, like, you know, in, in Ireland, there's a, the outdoors and the recre- recreation outdoors is very accessible. Um, do you think that this, uh, y- you know, kind of situation is, is getting worse and there's a more conflict or is it like on the you know on the grand scheme scheme of things in compared to the to the continental europe we're we're still pretty much in a good shape uh you know in terms of I, there's I think, not so many people in Ireland, right i think, I think we're we're on a we're on a road of transition where you know the, the country in 20 years is going to be very different from the country 20 years ago you mm-hmm. know like it's we and we're still trying to figure out what our identity is, what we're going to look like. Are we mm-hmm. going to be one hundred percent green? Will there be no petrol cars anywhere, mm-hmm. or will people cycle everywhere? Or yeah. you know, will we have greenways up and down the whole nation, yeah. similar to what you know the, the, the Netherlands has done and stuff? Uh-huh. Or will we continue on the road that we're on and, yeah. and and sort of try to keep to our traditions because that's what we've always done and that's what we yeah. that's what we like about Ireland and. Yeah. Somewhere in between, somewhere in the middle is is nice. You know, we have a unique selling point that we are mm-hmm. a very small nation, mm-hmm. as in such. Yes. We have, you know, we're we're very small in terms of numbers, very small in terms of land mass, mm-hmm. uh, but yet we get nearly I don't know what it is. Uh, you know, almost four million people visit us every year. Like you know, almost yeah. one person for every person that's living here. Yeah. You know. Um, so tourism is big. Tourism is big, but yeah. we don't want to destroy what we have, our unique view on on the world, and, mm-hmm. and our unique way culture and our unique ways that we work before sure. you know uh starbucks on the side of the <laughs> hill like you know, <laughs> you know sure sure listen you're you're working on uh that so one of the taglines uh is that you're working on improving the experiences of the of the great outdoors in, in wicklow so can you give us example of of this improving the experiences and perhaps what are the challenges absolutely so um for example the wicklow way um, I'm currently working on a project where we're removing the Wicklow away from a section of dangerous road. Mm-hmm. At the moment, it, walk, it travels along a piece of road, but we, with, with cooperation from the local land o- landowners, private landowner, we're able to reroute it through a section of woodland now that mm-hmm. um, allows to remove maybe uh, 500 meters of very dangerous high-speed narrow road oh. um, where I was fearful that someone's going to get hurt on. You know, so yeah. it's true that sort of stuff that I that I'm involved with trying mm-hmm. to discover what the issues are by meeting local communities you know what their concerns are where the risks are and then trying to mitigate that by engaging with landowners and seeing what we can come up with between mm-hmm. us um so what we've done is we, we're going to reroute this wicklow way around the border of one of this landowner's land mm-hmm. um you know they've been very amenable very happy to let us go there but obviously addressing their concerns you want to make sure that there was no 
you know that we will we'll, we'll do a litter pick once a month or we'll okay. you know that we any maintenance that needs to be done won't be fall on their okay you know, on their head but it's so this is on a case-by-case basis because we started when you said like the, that the farmers are doing maintenance and you're paying them yeah, for that some, but sometimes now you're saying like some, the f- some farmers choose not to they choose not to receive the payments and they okay and they ask that someone else does the maintenance. so it's always like a negotiation process each yeah. time yeah. Oh, okay okay so one farmer said well sure you know work away and i'm gonna pick it and get the money and then they say like well yeah you can do it but i um, don't want to have anything to do with it yeah yeah oh, okay exactly. okay you know, so it's, it's an opt-in uh, thing and they, and all farmers have the right to opt out of the work of the the walk scheme as well. So they can oh. notify us saying, "I don't want to be in this anymore," and we'll try to divert around them or take another route. You know that's okay. And know, what happened then? So you, then, then you need to kind of then plan. I need to really work. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Then you show up with. Then the, I go. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> um, but no, we we have a very good relationship mm-hmm. uh, with all the landowners that are involved. Like you know, on the Wicklow Way, we've um, sixty landowners, sixty private landowners, right, who are. You know, and a lot of them are making money off the Wicklow Way outside of the the maintenance. But some of them have yeah. open B Bs. Some of them do hill walking tours. Uh, one guy sells walking sticks out the back door. Like you right, know, like, right, they, right, they, right, they are right. trying to make a little bit of money off it as well on the side, which is okay. great. You know, that's what so you don't have many many issues like that that someone all of a sudden uh, opts out and not without reason. Not without, okay. like, you know. So it, it it does happen. It it has happened in, in across the network, you uh-huh. know, with the other rural recreation officers and, and myself. Uh-huh. Um, but it, they are very rare instances. Yeah, and what were the reasoning about behind that um, in those cases? One of the reasoning was a, a dog attack. Unfortunately, it was oh. a, a dog had attacked a stock on two weekends after, one after another. Okay. Um, you know, so the that the. The landowner had decided, you know, I, 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 he couldn't risk it anymore that the dogs were attacking his stock, mm-hmm. um, you know, his sheep at a time of year where sheep can get worried and 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 might and might uh, pass it. away, um, which does happen, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, sheep can get worried very easily uh, when during lambing season. Yes, um, and even if they get worried today, mm-hmm. in two days' time they might die. That's yeah. that's the concern, you know. Mm-hmm. You you might come out today with your dog, mm-hmm. and you met your dog off leash, and he goes running around and, and, yeah, and chasing chases sheep. the sheep. Mm-hmm. But in two days' time, when when that owner, when that person is left of the mm-hmm. dog, uh, the sheep might pass away from, right. from stress, you know. Really? And, and that's I don't know, I don't know how how much you know about the sheep biology, but I'm really interested. Like, what is the process? Why? Why sheep is passed away? It's, they're it's just like, they're just absolutely stressed. They're at a time of lambing, um, you know, when they're already yeah. Don't know what's going on. What's going on with my body? What's, yeah. what's this? Sort oh, of you know, I would understand that the, the sheep gets heart attack right yeah, there and yeah. then, but like two days later. Yeah, which is that's interesting. I never know that. I never know. That. It's common. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, so in cases like that, and then the farmer they doesn't that's not covered by insurance or anything like that. No, no, no. That's their stock. You know, so you can okay. understand that their concern and their livelihood is at risk. So we try to mm-hmm. mitigate that by, you know, resourcing um, whatever we can, be it signs to warn people not to bring dogs in the area or yeah. keep dogs on lead. Or if, if it's feasible and we can mm-hmm. find a solution to, you know, fencing a section where these attacks have happened or whatever, yeah. we'll, we'll try to do that. But it's trying to meet the landowner on on, on their terms as well. Like, you know, yes, exactly. But the big thing is about education. You know, it's it's. I never blame the dog. It's usually just the owner I blame because oh, of the course. owner is oh, the yeah. dog. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the dog, yeah. dog's doing what it's been designed to dog's do. Dog's thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> we, we Chasing were, sheep. You know, it's that's exactly what dogs have been designed to do. Um, and, you know, it, it is heartbreaking, especially when you've, you know, people, farmers have had 
had tough year after tough year after tough year mm -hmm. and the difference between one sheep living or dying is the difference between them having a profit year or a loss year yes you know that's it's it could be like that yeah you know and and yeah and people think nothing of sheep like oh it's just sheep they're always in the hills there's loads of them yeah but the problem is when there's loads of something people have no value over it well it's, yeah most of the people have no idea they yeah, actually have yeah. no idea how much sheep is worth and what goes into kind of maintaining the work sheep. that goes into making and sure that sheep is alive and making sure the lambs survive the birth and and feeding them and watering them and, and finding food for them, uh, mm -hmm. you know, at really tough times. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Listen, uh, one last thing. Um, I, I learned about the Wicklow Way upgrade by volunteers. Uh, can you tell us about what's what's that upgrade? So uh, you referring to the Mountain Metal volunteers. Okay, perhaps. So Mountain Metal is a organization that we work with uh, alongside with very well. Um, and they... So, sorry... You're referring to Mountain Mel. They're mm -hmm. a group that we work with um, through the Wicklow Way Partnership, which is what I'm also involved with. And Mountain Metal is an organization where they they repair trails all over mm -hmm. Ireland um, for the benefit of other people. They give back to to walking. You know, a lot of them mm -hmm. are hill walkers. They go out on weekends. They enjoy all sorts yeah. of different types of, of walking. And they they come out and they, they, they repair sections of the Wicklow Way for us. You know, I'll well, resource mm. them, I'll give them materials. Right. We'll make an arrangement, we'll, we'll design what's going to come up, mm -hmm. you know, whether it be a bridge or be a, you know, a stone pitch path mm -hmm. or, you know, if it's going to be removing water off it by building new drains. Mm -hmm. But they are the volunteers to take it on. And they're very, very professional. Like, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's amazing to see them at it. Right, right, good. And uh, any idea? Okay, okay, that's fine. Listen, so uh, you you brought a, a, quite a few brochures here. Uh, so so t tell us what maybe what what are the, what are they? And I've got. We're gonna put the put the links on the on the on the website and the show notes as well. So yeah. what this is one is uh, visit Wicklow.ie, county tourism. Okay, and now you have listed all the all the businesses I suppose where 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 you can and the map. Okay, and is this uh, something that is that is sponsored by by uh, Wicklow Partnership as well? Uh, no, this is uh, provided through the Wicklow County Council mm -hmm. and the members of the Wicklow Tourism Group. Okay, um, now we're very much involved with their everyday running because it's you know what we do here in the office yes. influences tourism. Yes. So we we build a good connection between this group and uh -huh. all the sort of private bodies. Like uh -huh. we would we would support financially a lot of these. Uh, activity providers mm -hmm. uh, be it through leader funding mm -hmm. or rural recreation infrastructure mm -hmm. funding whatever it is um, because you know it's it's important for us that there's economic growth in the county yes yes you know? yes so and you have all the trails and everything listed here yeah we have a few so. of the trails we have a few of the, the, the big namers now mm -hmm. the the small ones like we have we have quite a lot of trails here in Wicklow mm -hmm. for example Tinnahili which is mm -hmm. a small little village there in the south yeah. uh, you'll see the Wicklow Way goes nearby it they mm -hmm. have 45 kilometers of trails in and around the village so yeah. you can, you can wow. stay in the village for a weekend and, and just walk and walk and walk and walk and walk and they all come back to the village sort of thing they're big loops uh, taking in a number of peaks around the village right. which is great and you know there's there's a few villages like that that have started to really engage with roundwood is another example mm -hmm. you know they've they've established a series of walks around the reservoir and roundwood which no one could ever access before you wouldn't even know the reservoir was there yeah. it was hidden behind all these woodlands yeah but yet, thanks to your work well thanks to the work of this office and, and yeah. the community group down there it's been mm -hmm. you know it's very much been led by the community we, we're supporting in the background but the community is the, the mm -hmm. leaders you know and um, that's that's very much what what we're about is about 
encouraging and activating community groups to get behind their local stuff because at the end of the day i'll walk away mm-hmm. but that trail will still be there so we want local people to mm-hmm. you know to take it on and, and yes. take ownership of and it continue. you know yep. you know there's a big sort of phrase is adopt the trail uh, oh. you know like you know oh, really? this okay. is your trail that's, that's adopt not, it look after it you know we want nice. you to be to be it's you know overwatcher mm-hmm. you know and, and make sure and, and if the drains are blocked then you can look after it because um in Ireland, we have a problem where a lot of rain falls all of a sudden <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah. out of nowhere. And if a drain is blocked, it actually will yeah. come up and fill the trail and the trail will then become the, the yeah. new river and yeah. erode it all away. And oh, you might have okay. had, you know, 30, 40 grand worth of of Damn investment yeah. into that trail. Mm-hmm. And it can be washed away in one day if a drain has been blocked. You know, right. it only takes five minutes to tear a drain, but it takes yeah. a long time to repair a trail. Got you know? it. Got it. Listen, uh, Brian... Tell us, uh, before we wrap this up, uh, if any of our listeners want to come to Wicklow and recreate and find something for, for themselves, what is the ba- best way to go about it, uh, where to start and what to do? I would check with the Visit Wicklow website or the Wicklow mm-hmm. Outdoors website. Uh, they're both sort of similar. They interlink with each other because they're the same entity that created them. Um, but, the, you know, those are good avenues to get started. Uh, there's some really good guidebooks out there um that that that's specific to to wicklow there's an east there's a writer called east west mapping mm-hmm. and he 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 has a guidebook for talking about the whole wicklow way from north to south yes. where to go where to stay you know what to look out to or what and what avenue you know if you're on the wicklow way what points to actually come off it for a moment mm-hmm. to get a, a different vista or mm-hmm. a different sort of look on things so it's you know sure the local guidebooks are quite handy okay okay all right and uh how to get in touch with you if anyone have any more questions or anything like that they can contact me through the uh, wicklow partnership my details are on countywicklowpartnership.ie okay perfect um brian thank you very much no worries thank you and that was another episode of tommy's outdoors podcast i thoroughly enjoyed this one recording this with this one uh, brian is a great guy and um so yeah uh, don't forget to follow us on twitter at outdoors podcast don't forget to like our face on facebook the fa- our page on facebook at tommy's outdoors follow us on instagram at tommy's outdoors and subscribe to our youtube channel yes folks tommy's outdoors youtube channel just just youtube it Thomas Outdoors and subscribe. So that's that's all for today. And until the next time, bye. You just listened to an archived episode of the Thomas Outdoors Conservation and Science Podcast. I invite you to take a moment and listen to one of the most recent episodes. I'm sure you'll enjoy it.